Creative Connectors, a podcast for curious minds. My name's Vicky Keeler, and I'll be chatting to the makers and creators who aim to connect and inspire through the platform of festivals. We'll be delving into how they show up in the world, why they do what they do, their journey, inspiration, and everything in between. So sit back and enjoy the chat, because who knows where these conversations are going to go. And if this is your kind of podcast, please subscribe, follow, share with friends, and get involved and give some feedback. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to Grace Darling, creative producer and director. So welcome to the show and thanks for coming on for a chat. Thank you for having me. Um, I mean, I know that you wear many hats and are involved in festivals in many shapes and forms. So maybe we could just kick off by you talking a little bit about your relationship with festivals and how you've come to work in the industry. For sure. Uh, I got into festivals completely by accident um, about 12 years ago and I was working in radio and at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Festivals were the last thing on my mind except for when I was attending them and having a great time. Uh, And yeah, I accidentally got involved in events through the radio station I was working at, FBI, and We had a massive um, campaign there to save the radio station during the global financial crisis. And through that, I ended up somehow event managing uh, about 30 different shows over two weeks, um, just because there was no one at the station who did that. (laughs) Uh, And at the end of that, I had a a few key players say to me, you're quite good at this. You should um, keep going. And yeah, fell into it like that, moved to Melbourne, started working for Jerry at the operatives and just uh, door bitching and things just snowballed from there. Yeah, nice. And so how did they snowball? Where did you and where did that take you after kind of working the door? Oh, gee. Well, the the doors just got bigger and bigger. Um, So it started Mm -hmm. off at a nightclub, kind of a few hundred people, and then suddenly it was uh, a few thousand uh, (laughs) let them eat cake. And and then it was, like, quite a few thousand. And then, you know, jobs would come up. Festivals are so dynamic in that way that roles would just pop up and I'd be like, oh, I'll do it. Um, Yeah, nice. And I just kept kind of accruing responsibility and more responsibility and over time ended up running so many different departments across so many different projects uh, that I I can barely count. Nice. And so for you, was it just a case of put your hand up, throw your hand to it and learn on the job and then just realising that actually you had the capabilities to do whatever you wanted if you put your mind to it when it came to festivals. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was just really keen and really hardworking. Um, And now that I'm hiring a lot of staff myself, I realise it really is a personality type. Uh, You Mm -hmm. have to be pretty insane to want to work that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, with, with no break under such uh, extreme conditions and such high pressure. Um, and I, I just loved it. When it comes to some career highlights, are there any that you would like to talk to or share? Obviously, events is a super rewarding um, profession. And at the end of every project is a highlight. You know, when you finally hit that finish line and you're like, oh my God, we've done it. People had a great time. That is always a highlight. Uh, but career highlights for me uh, are definitely taking on the role of creative director at Gay Times Festival. 
Um, It's a project that's really close to my heart and we hit our first sellout last year. So that's a huge achievement um, and something that makes me uh, incredibly happy. Uh, Also working on on pitch music and arts. Um, It's for me being involved in so many capacities and I... I do more things than have titles on that festival. Yeah. Um, But working on a project with such an incredible team of people that is trying quite hard to do something that hasn't been done before in Australia is really rewarding. Um, And last year I feel like we really stepped up um, our game and, and, yeah, we're finally starting to nail it in the way that we'd like to. And for anyone who's not heard about Gay Times Festival, do you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, yeah, what they're bringing to the festival scene, what the, what someone could expect if they were to come to that festival, etc.? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gay Times Festival is the only queer camping festival in the country. Um, and it's quite a small festival. Uh, it's here in regional Victoria. It's been running for a few years and I've only been working on it for the past three. If you came to it, what you'd experience is a festival with a slightly different model to a lot mm-hmm. of um, other kind of bush <laughs> that are happening in Australia. Um, it's a lot more focused on workshops, talks, panels. There's still obviously a huge music component and art component for us, but we're aiming to create um, a lot of conversations conversations and and structures that we haven't seen in festivals before and ultimately make it as inclusive for as many demographics as we can yeah nice and how's the kind of reception been around that and the feedback been um I guess yeah in the past couple of years that you've been working on it yeah this um this last year the the feedback's been incredible and um as a crew we definitely feel like we've uh we've like leveled up I guess you could say yeah um the feedback over the years is like with every project incredibly mixed um people can be very harsh and have like very high expectations of events uh mm-hmm. and so we're always dealing with um you know individual experiences individual desires um and obviously on every project we're not always getting everything perfectly uh but we are we are always trying yeah nice I mean, like, social media has just changed the game completely when it comes to any brand or any event getting feedback, right? It's like a whole new world that we live in where everyone can have a say, everyone can, you know, input and feedback. And, you know, I think feedback is a blessing and it can be a really positive thing, but it's got to be constructive. Um but yeah, it's it's a, a mad world out there for kind of events dealing with so many people who, like you say, sometimes come with a, a preconceived idea or perception about what their experience should be. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting landscape. Yeah, uh, it is super difficult um, working in events and on music festivals, especially uh, to receive so much feedback in that way over social media, um, purely because I feel like there's this huge disconnect, part of the reason why you started this show, I'm sure, between audience um, and the people that put on those events. And Mm. there seems to be this perception that, you know, events is really easy. We just party all the time. We go home with heaps of money. It's just like walk in the park. And I I think that people don't seem to understand quite how much work goes in to any given festival. Um, You know, how many 
hours people are working a day, how little most people get paid, um, what it really costs those individuals to put on a party for somebody else and then, you know, to have the audience uh, kind of critique that in a way where you can tell they're really not connected to the experience of the people who are trying to serve them um, and that, that can be really difficult. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a privilege to work in events and it's part of the game and, you know, the feedback is fantastic. But as you said, it's like it's got to be constructive uh, and a lot of the time it's um, – we get a lot of the negative but not always a lot of the positive and that's, that's yeah. really hard. Mm. Yeah. I think it's something, you know, as I touched on, like almost any brand has that experience these days. Like it's a lot easier for people to – jump online and moan it feels like people are more driven by that negative I need to have a say versus that positive so um yeah I kind of think positivity breeds positivity so I'm always like yeah everyone like think about how you can how, how can you build that experience to be better is an amazing way to share but don't just slam it for the sake of slamming it it's like you know help people to understand yeah, what you want to see more of, or maybe you've got an idea of how something could be solved. I think that's a really great way to be a part of this community because it is about collaboration and and sharing and everybody who attends a festival is is in some shape or form part of that experience or what forms that experience. So you've got to kind of come with that contributor mindset. Um, yeah, and I think that's, you know, the success of projects like Burning Man, um, mm. you know, and all the offshoots of those all over the world. Um, you know, the, some of the original, like, principles of those projects were this idea that you create the experience. Um, yeah. You bring, you know, the, the idea of gifting or, or things like that is that you come to an event with from a space of offering and mm. thinking about how you're going to contribute that energy you know if you're going to meet people during that time if you can you know leave them better than you found them through every interaction that you happen to have and those events um are definitely the ones that are most successful and we're always trying to encourage that behavior I mean I think it's it's why you go to a festival right like if you yeah if you don't want to have a great time and you don't want to hang out with a bunch of people it's probably not the space for you um <laughs> and I think as as humans it's very easy you know for us to always concentrate on on the negatives you know our brain responds uh really strongly to negative experiences so that we remember them and don't have to do them again um but it's something that we really have to fight in our human nature is to try and focus you know on the positive things try and think about um you know, what is fantastic, what we can have gratitude for. And then mm. if something is imperfect or we're left wanting more, how we change that within ourselves, like what we can do to alter that. Yeah. I'm hoping that lockdown and, and COVID and this whole time for everybody to reflect will mean that when we do go back to work, and we will, uh, that people come with this real fresh enthusiasm and gratitude for the fact that we can party because mm. it's such a privilege like it's such an amazing thing to be able to put on or attend a festival yeah you know like you're an incredible place of privilege if you can do that you know and it's a it's a celebration and an opportunity to be grateful and spread good energy so hopefully we see a bit more of that when we when we get back out there yeah in terms of um 
Yeah, when you're thinking about the role that festivals play in in culture and society or the role that they've even played in in your kind of life and journey today, what's your sort of view and perspective on that? Oh, gee, I mean, they're they're such a huge part of my life. Uh, And I think the reason I got into festivals, well, (laughs) we'll go back. I think one of the reasons I ended up in festivals is because it's this incredible landscape where you get to stop the rest of your life and the mm. external influences of, you know, the culture and the society, which we are all um, obviously contributing to all of the time. But that status quo can be so um, surround you so much that you don't notice that it's there until you step away from it. And festivals are this opportunity for a lot of people to recognize that there are so many different ways of doing things and experiment with different ways of doing things, whether that's the way you approach communication, the way that you view yourself in the world, the way that you dress, the way that you dance, the way, um, you know, the way that you do everything and, you know, the kind of cultural structures around that. Festivals allow us this opportunity to totally experiment Mm. and start from scratch um, and because they are such open um, spaces in terms of who can part- participate and how, that means that if you, you know, you have a thought, you want to experiment, you know, with an idea of yourself or or a structure within, um, you know, a, a broader society sense, you can take that into a festival and kind of see how it plays out, see what the repercussions are. Um, and some of those systems and ways of approaching reality, I think, really go back home with people. You know, like some of my staff are, are engineers when they're not working on festivals. Some of them are nurses. Some of them, you know, are, are artists of many different types. And I think that they take their experiences of, of festivals and the structures that we, um, I should say systems that we introduce during that festival and they take them back to their day-to-day life mm. and, you know, and things kind of trickle out. We see a bit more change, I think. Yeah, exactly. I kind of say it's almost like festivals are this cool school for adults. So you can go, you can learn stuff, you can add add to your toolkit and then you get to take it home and then help spread that through your own communities or through your own, you know, jobs that you might have in everyday life. And we do get that feedback a lot from people, you know, that it changed even just one festival can really change, um, you know, the way that you approach community, the way that you approach uh, connecting or being more tolerant um, of people who aren't like you. Mm. Well, that's it. It's, you know, even if you've got a massive festival, it doesn't mean that every single individual that's going to be there is exactly the same. Everyone comes with different backgrounds, different perceptions, different beliefs, different experiences. And, you know, there might be a subset of individuals who have similar experiences, but you're always going to interact with somebody who is completely different to you or is, you know, you might think that they are like you and put them in a festival environment and then they're acting completely different because they're just like, okay, I'm going to try and wear a different hat today and to like try something new. So I think it's a different part of themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's Mm. the fun of it. It's just like this amazing place where you can go and just be free to, to do as you please within, you know, Re, like certain remits like it's as not kind of you're not hurting anybody else yeah that's the general rule if you're not putting yourself or anyone else in danger then we're happy yeah exactly you know and I think 
they're just really great places. And, you know, to your point earlier, for me, I just think there's not, there's not these conversations out there that people are having about all the amazing things that come out of festivals for individuals, for society in general. So it's really just about giving people a perspective from the inside as to all the individuals that, yeah, put their time and effort and passion into festivals because they're doing it because they want other people to enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. I think it becomes more and more important for us over time as things start to get quite monocultured in the world generally, you know, you have Mm. algorithms too, just constantly telling you, you know, what you already think. Like you just becomes like this echo chamber of the same ideas and the same cultures and the same ways of thinking, dressing, acting. And festivals are this environment where you can come into contact with heaps of different ways of doing all of those things. Yeah. Um, And there are lots of different types of festivals too. Not every festival is going to appeal to everybody and that's that's fine. We have so many options here in Australia. Um, so, yeah, you really you really get a whole, whole bunch of diversity. And I, I like, you know, a lot of those different types of things. And I have the privilege of working on so many different projects. So, like, all these different, you know, cultures and then subcultures within cultures. And, mm. yeah, it's one of the things I love about my job is I do get to work and meet um, – sorry, work with and meet so many different types of people. Um, yeah. And listen to so many different types of music and – and watch the way that like music or, or culture can affect the behavior of, of groups of people. Like that's, mm. that's what I really get into. Yeah. Nice. Is there anything that you would like to see more of at festivals? Uh, I would love to see the creative component, uh, become really the forefront, um, mm-hmm. of, of promotion and appreciation in festivals. Uh, obviously I'm, I'm biased <laughs> as, <laughs> as someone who works in creative production and direction, but I haven't always worked in those areas. I, I did kind of start much more in operations and systems and I, I still love that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see us really appreciate more visual artists and that creative experiential component. Mm. We do have a real emphasis uh, worldwide, um, with a few exceptions on festivals, uh, of really putting the um, the artists at the forefront. And don't get me wrong, I think that artists should be paid really well and I think that, you know, they add so much to um, to an event, but they're really a very small section of what goes on. Yeah. Yeah, that's it is something that's come through in multiple conversations, especially with those who, you know, are working in that art side of events. And yeah, I've kind of said before, but maybe the kind of COVID landscape and the lack of international travel may play a, a role in, in impacting that shift of focus. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, how about any challenges that you've faced on your journey in events or just like really challenging moments where you've kind of been, you know, running an event or anything like that? Is there anything that you've sort of sticks out or rises to the surface? Oh, gee. I mean, uh, yeah, I try not to hash over negative experiences in my mind. Um, I mean, if I think back to early in my career, I did completely quit events and swear blind that I would absolutely never go back. Um, (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd really been, um, I've been treated pretty badly by a few people who'd employed me. Um, and I would, you know, never, never talk about them publicly, but I, I definitely have been screwed over like money wise. And, and definitely there were periods where, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't see the point. I was like, this is so much work and so much pressure and so little money. And, you know, at the end of the day, just to get treated really badly on top of that. And then you get like bad feedback, you know, from audience members or something. And you're like, well, why? why I keep doing this. And so um, what was that switch for you? What brought you back into the industry? Who <laughs> teased you back in? Just realising that, you know, as a young person, and I think this happens in every industry, that people will treat you as well as you allow them to. And um, I think that I, I grew up a lot. I went and studied neuroscience too. And because I had that kind of switch in confidence and identity where I was like, no, I don't care about events. I'm going to be a scientist. Um, because I had that that switch where I didn't care so much mm. when people were kind of like, Oh, we don't have enough money to pay you that much. I was like, Oh, well, well, that's how much I cost. Um, and then they'd be like, Oh wait, uh, maybe we do have enough money. And I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's a game. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> this is some kind of game, you know, cause like nobody taught, nobody taught me that I didn't have, mm. um, I didn't really have like a, a, a mentor, you know, like a, like an older female, um, you know, who'd done what I wanted to do in the industry yeah. to, to ask those questions or to get advice from or to have, you know, on my shoulder being like, don't let anyone treat you like that or this is a bad contract. Um, I just had to kind of like stumble my way through. Um, but the great thing about doing that and about having all of those challenges is that I'm now in a great position where I can uh, like start mentoring people and, and, and hire people and be the boss that, that I wanted. Mm. Um, and, and do take people seriously, even when they're young, recognize their skills, pay them properly, um, just pay them at all. Uh, Mm. I think that, that, that is something that I've been really blessed to be able to do now. Yeah. Um, and try and try and get more um, women and 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 BIPOC into management roles at festivals because it's easy to volunteer, but you know those um, like every industry, I think actually getting to being a manager of a department or a director is is a hell of a lot harder. And mm. I'm sure you takes grasp. Yeah, you would you would have looked around too at like you know looking for female directors of festivals and there's only like two that I know of one of whom you you know you interviewed Tara and then myself and then Anna Whitelaw who's my partner on Gay Times like there aren't there aren't a lot of us no maybe more will rise up but you know it's it's about creating those opportunities for people um yeah they shouldn't have to people shouldn't have to battle this this hard to get into leadership roles are there any kind of key pieces of advice you would have for anybody um, who might be kind of coming up or trying to climb those ranks or even just get their foot in the door when it comes to event producing or going to be a creative director or aspiring to be that in the future within the industry? I think there the are several different questions that you've just asked me. I think that if you want to get involved, you get your leg into festivals. Mm-hmm. The door is so much more open than you probably think that it is. Um, hit people up. 
go to festivals, volunteer, uh, make yourself completely invaluable during that time. We will remember yeah. you. Um, like we're always looking for great stuff. Um, and if you have an idea or you want to bring something, write us a proposal, send it through. You know, if you don't get a response, send it to somebody else. Like we... I think that most people who work in festivals are quite open to ideas um, and really uh, we will really reward like hard work and enthusiasm um, if, if that's what you have. Uh, in terms of if you're thinking about getting into events, I would definitely say think about why. Um, it's not an easy game. The money is not as good as you might think it is. Um, and it will it will cost you emotional energy. It will cost you um, the experience of being able to go out into a festival or a dance floor and be anonymous in that space or to be able to stop and think about, you know, like not stop and think about the lighting or, you know, how they're <laughs> running that particular process or, you know, like it, it will take that away from you. And um, in some ways, and I think that it's such a, a challenging and high pressure environment. You have to be so clear about what it is that you want to bring to events. And it's the same thing as being an audience member, you know, like you don't want to step in and go, what am I going to get? Like, who am I going to be? Who will people think that I'm going to be if I'm in events? It mm. has to be, what do I want to create for other people? Because it's a service. It's yeah. absolutely a service job. You know, it's it's hospitality on on crack. It's, yeah. it's absolutely insane. But you have to have a real passion for cultivating connection between people and creating spaces where people can have the best time possible. And you have to be able to deal with just copping shit from every angle while doing that and not care. Mm. There's a lot of intention. Oh, there's a, there has to be a really strong, like, heartfelt commitment and intention. And if you have that, then absolutely this is the game for you. Get into it. Um, you know, if you want to party with DJs, you don't want to work at events, you know. If you, if you want to party, like, if you're at a festival and you're like, this is great, like, I want to work in events. No, you don't. <laughs> you want to go to them and there's a really big difference. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, just be clear about that before, before you try. I mean, or, or give it a shot. Like, you'll figure it out pretty quickly or someone will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that gift of feedback might come back. <laughs> um, in terms of sort of gay times and what the future might hold for that. Is there anything that you're excited about trying to do there in the future? I know it's a little bit unknown at the moment. Putting that aside, do you have kind of like visions and ambitions of things that you want to bring to that festival? Look, absolutely. I think that last year we really got to a point that we're we're so proud of that project now um, and how far it's come in the last few years. And we just want to keep elevating that. I want to mm. keep finding ways to offer people experiences they can't get anywhere else, um, you know, and, and make people comfortable in a way that there may not necessarily be at more mainstream events. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're continually working on making it um, more comfortable for for everybody involved and just streamlining, you know, it's such a small project. Like it's really, really tiny. It's like just over a thousand people, including crew. Um, so we're, we're just figuring out ways to make it amazing and I'm figuring out ways to take pressure off my crew because they work so hard. Yeah. 
When it comes to thinking about creative concepts for festivals, what's that process for you? Where do you take inspiration from? How do you come to an idea? Is it more festivals coming to you saying, we've got this sort of idea and we want you to execute it? Or do you have that free reign to be able to be like, ah, I've had this light bulb moment, I've got this idea and I'm going to bring it to fruition? Look, it's such a mix, so dependent on the project um, and, you know, the the structure of the festival or the organisation, you know, uh, that you're working for. Sometimes it's that I'll have, you know, an idea that I'm like, oof, I can't do that at my own festival. Um, it needs to be somewhere bigger and I, I can then kind of go to the organisation and, and pitch it to them. Um, but a lot of the time it's purely down to me working with such an amazing team. Um, I'm really blessed to work as creative producer for Studio John Fish and they're just like absolute creative powerhouses. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of the time it's it's about someone having some incredibly amazing idea and then we, we sit down and try and hash out how we can retain the creative intention of that and make yeah. it plausible, you know, like affordable, <laughs> um, you know, and practical. Um, yeah, so, it, but I mean, inspiration comes from everywhere. It's, yeah, we, we travel and research and, um, you know, in the studio, everyone comes from a different artistic discipline. And so I think that a lot of our individual practices inform what we do uh, in a festival landscape creatively. Mm. Is there anything that you've always wanted to create that you haven't done yet? Yeah, absolutely. But there's no way I would tell everybody. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping I'd get it out of you. I thought I'd, I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a shot. You know, I failed. Went the try. <laughs> um, in terms of what festivals mean for you and that um, community, what's your experiences mm. and, yeah, perception on that side of things? I mean, in terms of community within a festival, my experience from working is obviously quite different to that of a punter. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think in Australia, it's such a, a tight knit community of people who, who do festivals. Uh, I think people would be really, really surprised um, how, uh, what a like reconglomeration of teams each project is. Like if mm. you go to Rainbow Serpent or Let Them Eat Cake or Strawberry Fields or, um, you know, Pitch or Melbourne Music Week, like we're talking about a lot of the same crew over and yeah. over again. So there's this community that exists um, within that festival landscape and that's always funny when someone outside that community, um, you know, might have something nasty to say about one project or whatever and you're like, oh, actually I work on that. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> like we all work on everything. We all try and support each other as much as possible on everything. Like it's a very symbiotic um system of community and bookings and we all you know help each other out as much as we can in terms of uh the community that exists you know for people who attend them I mean there's nothing there's nothing like that for me there's nothing like uh the rapid community that is formed we're talking about like a few days mm. for a lot of the time you know like some festivals go for like two nights, three nights, some for longer for sure. But the, you know, the connectivity that happens is so quick. That community forms, you know, overnight. Like the first day you have that, everyone's like a little bit weird, kind of walking around, <laughs> checking everything out and, you know, kind of shaking off their, whatever their identity is and, you know, the, their day-to-day -day life. And then by the next day, 
something totally magic happens and there's, you know, this sense of like everyone suddenly is just like making eye contact, smiling at each other, you know, helping each other out. Like, you know, and you see, you see the human behavior change so quickly. It's amazing. Yeah, mm. it's, it's such an amazing, it's amazing how quick and it reminds you that our natural state as humans is to be connected, to form communities. It's why we're successful. You know, we're not uh, big ferocious predators. Like we're in the position that we're in because we can collaborate and, you know, yeah, communicate we thrive. with each other really effectively. We thrive off that, right? Yeah, we thrive and when I, we're connected. Yeah, and I think that... You know, it's tragic in our day-to-day lives. We become like more and more insular. Everyone's just like looking at their phone or, you know, like we're not communicating, we're not collaborating, we're not seeing how much we are a part of so many different communities, you know, global or local um, and what an effect our behavior has on each other. So, Mm. yeah, it was a very long-winded explanation. But, (laughs) but yeah, I think that that community that is created within a festival is... There's nothing. There's nothing that compares to that for me. Mm. It's stronger than communities in the day to day. I feel, and obviously, there's all different shapes and forms of communities in family and you know friends and things. But there's there is something that makes everyone connected, even on a deeper level, in a stronger way. And yeah, it just happens to your point so quickly. Like I absolutely revel when I get to stand on the first night and like kind of looking at a dance floor from a bit of a distance and it's like all lit up and you can just see everyone and you can feel the energy before you even get there and it's like this kind of just excitement is unleashed on that first night like you say everyone's kind of gotten past that oh just arrived like feeling my way in and then nighttime comes and everyone's like yeah and it's like just yeah Yeah. it's just so fun to watch from a distance and then you kind of like weave your way into a crowd and you're like oh I'm home again this is it yeah and I think that people um often perceive festivals as like this new thing you know it's this it's this new space and um you know like definitely the bush stuff in Australia is like a a new phenomena phenomenon I should say um but I mean the act that of a festival is something that humans have been doing like since they've been humans, you know, the gathering, the, you know, celebrating at night, the yeah. eating together. Yeah. They're like listening to or making music. The, you know, like this is, these are not new things. They've just been lost to us in, in modern life. You know, we don't connect with our community very often, you know, like people live in their own house with their own family, you know, they go out and they see, you know, the people that they meet through their work or their school, we're quite isolated in our demographics Mm. um, in lots of ways, especially, I mean, if you live in a city, you really are. So, you know, going back to the ritual of of gathering and having like the light and the music and the, the feasting and whatever, like this is, this is old, this is you can find this in every culture all over the world. Mm. Um, just know. the modern so version of it. This is just the modern version of it because, like, our day-to-day lives are so separate from those rituals, so separate from those gatherings unless you're religious. Um, so, you know, I think I think we're really – we're offering people a space to explore those rituals and process, you know, in a way that they don't get normally. Mm. What do you reckon the future holds for festivals? 
how do you reckon it could shift and change? I mean, Look, it's, especially it's given COVID. Hard, but. Yeah, I mean, it's such a hard question to answer, but um, I really hope that they become a bit more accepted and, um, you know, obviously there's space for so many more festivals and I mm. think that the mistake that people have made when they're kind of like, I hear people in the industry say a lot that the market is oversaturated, you know, Um and it's like, yeah, for specifically electronic music dance festivals that happen in the bush, it's like, yeah, there's probably enough of them. But there's opportunity for so many more types of festivals and so many more types of gatherings mm. um, to happen. And I hope that that I never hear people say things like, oh, I'm too old to go to a festival or I'm too... Uh, you know, you just hear people say like strange things about, you know, their identity and that their place isn't in a festival. And it's like, well, if you were there, then it would be your place, if that mm. makes sense. Like you can you be there, you, you can represent. You can represent that demographic, you know, you can take a bunch of your mates with you and you can all go and, you know, Make and be, be absolutely and be in that environment. So I hope that they become a bit more accepted in that sense. And it would be fantastic if, um, you know, the festivals were a little bit less politicised. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on us in an already very heavily um, stressful environment. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, we, it's, <laughs> we're just not the bad guys that we're made out to be. You know? No, exactly. Um, it's a lot of bad rap in the media. Totally. And uh, unfortunately, the behaviour of like a few individuals in that space, um, which is often completely out of our hands, um, you know, is represented in the media as, as the whole story. Mm. Yeah. I, I hope that we're not, we're not facing the same kind of pressure forever. Yeah. I think, I think that, you know, there's been definitely positive changes. It's not to say it's all negative. I think the media doesn't necessarily give festivals a fair, um, like showing in terms of stories. It, it does face on that negative. I think, um, governments in some states are probably a bit more collaborative than others mm, but there's still 100%. a long way to go and I think um yeah that's why I think it's really important for people to understand the intention behind festivals um they're not necessarily all money-making machines and a lot of people are there to yeah give people a reprieve and give them an experience that is beyond what they might feel in their everyday community and that should be really cherished and valued and praised. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of a lot more respect that should be um, offered to, you know, those that do create events because, mm. you know, if you think about like whether it's one thousand people or ten thousand people, that's a lot of people who you could be, you know, positively impacting in many different ways. So many that you can't even measure. You know, like mm. I know for me personally, festivals changed me as a person and like the way I look at the world, the way I think, how I, you know, think about creativity and no one can really measure that and, you know, no one's going to go, oh, creativity stats are up by 80% like due to festivals. <laughs> like I wish we could no. do that. But, yeah. you but know. But I think it's, you know, beyond that too, I think that that appreciation for the skill level 
of the people who put on festivals. It would mm. be really fantastic to have, you know, local council or government be be aware of that rather than continually fighting us. Um, yeah, not you know, fighting on, like, it. Every single thing. I'm like, you need to appreciate that we take, you know, sometimes a paddock in the middle of nowhere and we turn it into, you know, a village. Ooh. really quickly um you know when we have you know waste management systems we have like water systems food systems um medical all of those things um and it's that's that's not simple it's quite complicated and the yeah. skill set that people have when they're working in events is really um is really quite remarkable mm. uh and i i often think you know when there's disaster in australia or um you know, they, they need some kind of aid. I often think, why not ask the people who run festivals? Like, we can already do that stuff. We're really good at, at pressure. We can set up things really quickly. We already know how those systems work. Um, we already have internal structures. We're great at managing teams. You know, a mm. lot of us can deal with, um, you know, like pretty harrowing situations as well. I often think, wouldn't it be great if rather than <laughs> continually fighting us that you wanted to engage, you know, those people on some level because um, we're all keen, hard workers. We'd be happy to help in disaster relief or, you know, yeah. I, I think that there's lots of opportunity. Really great um, point. A lot of missed opportunity uh, mm. for our skill set to be used outside of festivals. Like this shit is not easy. And, um, and we're all pretty community-based people who'd be more than happy to to help out in environments like that. So, mm. yeah. yeah, it's amazing when you think about, you know, where things could go if festivals and their approach to events were embraced and supported and encouraged, like how much further you could take the testing of different systems and, you know, like stage design and you know things like that have evolved over time and it's not to say that they've necessarily had super restrictions on them but there will be in some shape or form Mm -hmm. and all of these things can evolve and you know take it to a next level if there's more opportunity more openness and availability for these events to happen yeah 100 percent. so much opportunity i love the idea of yeah especially for crisis relief and leaning on individuals who are yeah prepped trained to deal with challenging situations with a lot of people it's a really really valid and great point yeah obviously I'm bound um you know by non-disclosure um so I you know I can never talk about specific uh situations but like believe me there are some pretty hairy situations and events that um people rise to uh, incredibly, especially in Australia. And I, I don't know if many of the Australian audience members are aware of it, but when I'm in, in Germany or overseas at lots of other projects, Australian crew are really admired for their um, tenacity and and just like the their ability to deal with things and stay calm. Like we're mm. very well respected for that. They're like, oh, you put an Australian in the mix, like they'll just sort everything out for you. Um, yeah, so it's there's a level of, of pride for me in that whenever I'm overseas working I'm like yeah yeah yeah, the crew um but but those guys can do anything you know um our site manager you know across a lot of our projects Jeff Moss and like the people who work with him 
there isn't a lot that I could imagine they couldn't deal with. Um, so, so yeah, I often, I often think when there's bushfires or, you know, the kind of relief and the stuff that needs to happen in towns afterwards, you know, mm. setting up shelter, feeding people, thinking about waste management when they're, everything is gone. Yeah. Like we could do that. We're already trained. We already know, you know, there'd be a little bit of calibrating to happen, but yeah, I would love, I would love to work in that. Mm, there you go. Put it out to the universe. <laughs> yeah I've well. let plenty of people do that on the podcast is there anything else you would like to talk about or feel passionate about whilst you've got the mic hmm. yeah I mean I, I guess from if you want to talk about sustainability from a creative perspective uh, definitely looking over the next couple of years to try and figure out how festivals can share resources between them um, because a lot of the time we build uh, or, cre- or create things, you know, that get torn down and then we have these materials and mm. uh, we try and reuse as much as we can. But I think that sometimes there's like an excess of something on one project and then, um, you know, like another project doesn't have enough. It'd be so easy to swap those things around. So I would, I would love to see, to see that happening. Um, yeah, I guess the, the only other thing I would say is just for anyone, you know, who's, who's listening, who does go to festivals, who, who does love them. Um, I'll just invite you to do what I'm trying to do at the moment, which is to think before I speak about whether what I'm saying is, is kind, um, and whether it's necessary and what I'm hoping to achieve, you know, when I write something on the internet or when I open my mouth, um, and just think about the way that that might affect people. Um, Mm you know, who work in the industry. And if there's something that you're really passionate about changing, if there's something that we're not doing for you, trust that we would love to. And, you know, hit us up in, in a professional way. Don't post on Facebook or, you know, come and bombard us at a party. Uh, send us an email. We're so open. We are so, so open to new ideas. So, so open to that feedback when it's delivered appropriately. Um, so, yeah, come come work on stuff with us if you're really if you really feel passionate about it you know and if and if you don't and you're just having a wind you know that's cool but maybe maybe you don't need to do that at the people who are working so hard to make sure you have a good time Mm. and you might not see the change happen if you know I think if messages aren't shared in the right way then they might not necessarily get heard in the way that they want to be heard so you know, yeah. I think and sometimes a lot of the time we're much more aware of issues, you know, internally than um, than even people experiencing them. Uh, and if you're not sure about how things work because you've never worked in events, um, understand that there are many roadblocks. Sometimes we want to change something desperately, but we can't. You know, like we want to book a lineup you know, that's, that's really representative of so many different demographics and make sure that it's not just like a bunch of white dudes. Like that's something we're trying to do, but booking a lineup isn't like going to the supermarket and just going, I'll have that one and I'll have that one. I'll have that. Mm. You know, people are on crazy touring schedules, you know, artists are, are booked out or they don't want to come to Australia or it clashes with something else. Like we can't, we can't always do exactly what we want to. And I guess have a, have a little bit of faith that we're, we're trying probably harder than you think. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and 
sharing lots about your experiences and your journey and your, um, you know, views on the world of festivals. I think it's given, yeah, a great perspective for people to hear and understand a little bit more about what goes into the kind of production side of things as well as the art direction side of things. So thank you so much for coming on and having a chat. Oh, look, you're so welcome. And um, yeah, I really think this project is amazing, Vicky. So thank you for starting it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to hear everybody else interviewed too. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Creative Connectors. Hopefully you enjoyed the chat. If so, please subscribe, share with friends, support the community and tune into the next one.